Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to an, a POG, our first over P, and our French P. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this podcast contains truth, laughter, and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning of shit. Je m'appelle Kathleen. Ah, je m'appelle Mandy. Uh, how do you say hello in French? Well, there are in a couple of ways. You can say bonjour, oh, bonjour which bonjour, is the formal, the most normal. But you can also say salut, which uh-huh. is more like hi. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, probably salut is most common. Okay. Ah, brilliant. Salut, mm. salut Kate. Um, how do you say mm. the weather's quite windy? <laughs> oh, il y a un peu de vent. There you go, oh, everybody. There you go. That's it. <laughs> That's the most posh you'll ever get from us with the weather. <laughs> we're in Melbourne, but we're speaking to our beautiful friend, Alex, we are. who you are all going to recognise yes, from being one of the voice. first speak pipes that yes. we ever had. And so, sent us so many messages of support when we were in lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're always in lockdown, but when we were in the big lockdown. Yeah. So yes. welcome, Alex. Thank you very much for having me. It's very exciting. Oh, oh we're very excited we to talk are, to you too. We're thrilled. Yeah, we've given up on the dream of ever touring around and interviewing people in person. We're just <laughs> we're just going to do it from the that's right. Pub-er. And we're grateful we can do that. Yeah, we, we are. Last year taught us a lot of skills. Oh my gosh! Yes, mostly the sound engineer learnt them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, so anyway, let's, let's get start to our, with questions. our questions. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, Kat, do you have a song or some music that you like to listen to in either the tricky times or the really great times? That's a great question because I like all different kinds of music. So um, I could answer, I could make it a very long answer, which would bore the pants off everybody. So we'll <laughs> keep it brief. Um, I do love anything from the 80s because I was born in the 60s. Yes. So that's kind of my teenage years. Yes. Um, I love Queen. Um, Anything by Freddie. um, What a tragic loss that was to us. Also, actually, the Whitlands. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I love the Whitlands. Because they're really, 
really Australian, and I think they're from Sydney, but mm. for they whatever are. reason, I always think of them as being Melbourneish, mm. and I don't know why. But um, probably because really they're like a little bit um, cool, melancholy, and <laughs> <laughs> not so Bondi surfy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They sound a little bit more depressed. They do. They do for too long. And <laughs> there's no aphrodisiac like loneliness. Let's yeah, not forget that's that. True. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. That's. The, I love the Whitlams. I would listen to. <clears throat> An entire album at least once a week. Mm. Yeah, no, they're great. And and of course there's there's Barry White as well. Oh the voice. Yes. I just love that voice. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Coming from one who has a, a beautiful voice. Yes. 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 Very, very Oh well true. not not when I sing. Oh, <laughs> oh that never stopped me singing. That's I wouldn't true, worry Kate. About that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next question. Did you win any awards when you were at school? Oh dear. Um, do I? Yes. Yes, you're so guilty. I did. I did win awards for, um, well, French, funny that, French mm. and English mm. mostly, yeah. um, but also quite a lot of sport. Right. Um, well rounded. Yeah. No, not really. I, I mean, well, round in some senses of the word, yes. But um, no, I, I don't know that. Look, I, I, there were some things I was really good at and then there were other things I was totally rubbish at, like everyone. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, right. Just You're have to, to find your find your superpower that's and go with true. it. Yeah. And the big mm. question, tell us why you're a P. Well, I'm a P because I am the mother of a young man called Max, who is now 27 mm-hmm. and um, has Down syndrome. Mm. You are. So he is my second of four boys right. and um, he's pretty exceptional, even if I do say so myself. Oh, <laughs> this is the place to brag. This is the place to brag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're going to go back, way back in time, as Marty McFly would say. Um, when you were pregnant with Max, did you have any scans, or did you have an? Did you know that he um, had Down syndrome? No. Well, I did have a scan. I had my standard. Well, what was then considered your standard twenty-week yep. scan, mm. um, and there was never really much cause to have anything else because. No. In well, I say in those days. Gosh, it's not like it was generations ago. But we didn't have the the degree of um, prenatal testing available. No. You could have an amnio. You yes. could have um, a CVS. Yep. But that would only be offered if there was some cause for concern. Yes. And in the case of my pregnancy with Max, there was no cause for concern um, medically. Yep. I have to say, from where I was, from my point of view, I felt very different in that pregnancy mm, really? from my first one. Yeah, really, it was interesting. First of all, I thought, well, I must be having a girl. Right, mm. yeah. Because it was so different from um, the first pregnancy. Um, I was really tiny. I really didn't put on any weight. I mean, at 22 weeks, I had not put on any weight. Wow. Um and I was exhausted all the time. Mm. I nearly fainted once, mm. which is unheard of for me. I mean, you know, I'm one of these, you know, cast iron stomach people. Yeah. I don't, nothing phases me. Yep. <clears throat> so there was there was a bit of that going on. I did get a bit panicky at one stage and went back to the obstetrician in between visits and said, there must be something wrong. I'm not putting on any weight. Mm. And he had a good look at me and said, look, you're not, but the baby is growing. So there's okay. nothing to be 
concerned about. Right. And the scan showed nothing to be concerned right. about. I, yep. There was, you know, there were no markers or indicators. So, yep. no, no, we had no idea until he came along. Although, if you, it, this is quite a spooky story, and I promise it's true. The night before he was born, um, uh, we were sitting at home and just had the telly on. And I was actually counting contractions. And we happened to be watching a documentary, and I can't remember what the whole premise of it of it was, but um, they were interviewing a doctor, and I think he was a Dutch doctor, talking about um, euthanasia and when the quality of life was um, poor enough to justify euthanasia. Mm. Right. And one of the examples he used in a newborn was a child, a baby with Down syndrome. <gasps> and I know, I know. And I looked at that baby on the telly and I said to my husband, oh, gosh, you don't think we're going to have a baby with Down syndrome, do you? And he mm-hmm. said, oh, don't be silly. Of course not. Wow. Uh, I mean, I was 27. I was I not in a high-risk age group no. or anything yes. like that. Yes, But then, of course, he was born the next day. He came out and I looked at him and I said to the doctor, I just straight away, he, I said, thought he looks like that baby who was on the telly last night. Wow. And I said, do you think he's got Down syndrome? So, yeah. And did the doctor say yes? No, actually he said no. Right. He didn't think so. Um, and then, of course, the midwife called him back in again yep. after he'd had a look at him and said all was fine and he did very well in all his um, tests. Yep. And she called him back in again and I said, you do think there's something wrong, don't you? And he said, no, I really don't, but I am going to get a paediatrician to come and have a look. Mm. Uh, um, and unfortunately, that was one of those rectum paediatricians yes. who did come about three hours later, I might add. Yeah. So just left us yeah. sitting yes. there um, and then said, oh, I can't tell you anything until I get the results of the blood test. So we'll just have to see. Uh-huh. So we had to wait. And um, it was about six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah, or maybe five weeks. It was a long time. And I kept ringing him. And when he eventually took my call, he said, oh, yes, how funny. I've just got your results in front of me. I thought, yeah, that's right. How funny. What a load of rubbish. Oh, exactly. Anyway, it turned out he had the the, the standard. He has got the, I say standard, the most common um, trisomy. Mm. which is a trisomy. Obviously, it's a 21, but he yep. just has the trisomy 21. He doesn't have mosaic or right. anything like that. So, mm. yeah. Oh. What did you do in that limbo time? Well, we had decided that he definitely had it. Right. right? Um, we were getting assurances from various family members that we should wait until we got the test results. But we had decided he definitely had it yeah the lovely midwife who was being non-committal because she's not supposed to say anything yeah um i I just said to her look i just want your opinion i'm not going to hold you responsible if you say something wrong um anyway in the end she said look if you you know you do need to wait till you hear from the doctor but i i think he probably has on Mm. balance yes Mm. and i mean you know if you look at photos of him now (laughs) as a baby he clearly has Down syndrome. He looks like a little boy with Down syndrome. Mm. Yep. Um, so we just, we did get in touch with the Down Syndrome Association who came and visited and I was lucky enough to have a friend who knew somebody who worked in early intervention. So she popped over and showed me how to wrap him and just, you know, gave really sensible advice actually, which was okay, these are things I recommend you do with him 
um, from an early age yep. just to keep him um, stimulated a little bit more so to keep his limbs um, wrapped because they tend to be a bit floppy, mm. yep. babies with Down syndrome. Um, but she, the, the best advice she gave me was, um, you know, enjoy him. He's yes. your best. Um, and she's absolutely right, of course. Yes. <clears throat> and how old was your eldest son at that point? He was... Um, 22 months I think 23 months yeah so they were yeah yes it was busy they they were very close in age but and at the time it was a little bit well it wasn't a little bit it was totally chaotic (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know you're going as you would know and probably more so than me because the one thing that we were very fortunate um with with Max is that he had no underlying health conditions that are often associated with the syndrome but just going to early intervention and, you know, getting your time to do all these yeah. little exercises oh. that you're supposed to do. And then you've got a, you know, a nearly a two-year-old running around at the same time <laughs> who not only has had his thunder stolen because you've dared to have another baby, but <laughs> yes. to make matters worse, you dared to have one that was different. Yes. <laughs> so everyone wants to look at the baby that's different. Yes. Mm. And when did you have your third baby? Oh, about 22 months later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was, look, you know, I I look back on it now and I think, God, I was mad. I had the four of them so close together. Wow. But it's almost like those hormones are just working yes. on you. And you look at yes. the baby and you go, oh, that, that that's cute. Let's have another one. Oh, no, yeah. that's yeah. really cute too. We'll have another one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. But, I, I um, always say I'm. I'm 15 years clean. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful. Oh, you must have they been are. busy then with all four of them. We were that. Yes, I was. And, and of course, my husband worked very long hours, of so course. it was mostly me with the boys. Yeah. But um, that's, you know, yep. a, a common story for women, and at least I wasn't a single parent. Yep, yep. And so, um, um, whereabouts were you living during this time? This, this was all in Sydney. So right. I moved to Australia from the UK when I was nearly 19 right. and met my husband quite soon after that. And we got married. As I say to him, you know, he snatched me from the cradle. I was a child bride. <laughs> um, and um, then we were living in Sydney, working in Sydney, and had all four children in Sydney, Right. actually, before deciding that we needed to change our lifestyle. Yeah, mm. because he was never at home. Yes. yes. Mm. Well, wow. And Good on you for doing it, because a lot of people never change that lifestyle. No, that's true. But a lot of people also perhaps aren't in the position to do it as easily as we might have been, mm. just from the point of view that we had actually, because we both had jobs that had been very well paid. We had got to a point where we were in a position where we thought, if we move out of Sydney, we can actually afford to buy a house and not have a mortgage because yes. we wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise no. because we had no means of income yep. other than starting a new business and, you know, wow. we, we wouldn't have, um, we didn't, um, uh, we were not eligible, I should say, for um, yep. any kind of government support because yep. we had this money in the bank that we were going to use to build a house. Mm. So they said, well, you've got, you know, X amount of money in the bank, you can't get any child support. So yep. we had a couple of very lean years, mm. but we did have that flexibility. We could do it. Mm. And if you have a huge mortgage, 
Yeah, they have no, no sensible means of income. It's yep. really tough. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lots so, of us relate. Yes. Um, yeah. And so when you were looking at kindergartens or did um, Max go to daycare or creche or kinder? Yeah, he did actually. We had um, my eldest boy, Harry, had been going to a day a week at long daycare. And when Max came along, it never occurred to me that that would be an option for mm. Max because of his disability. Yeah. And I remember going to pick Max, uh, sorry, to pick Harry up from long daycare one day and the director said, can you come in? I need to see you. And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, oh, what's, what's happened? happened? The what's he done? Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> sort of feeling slightly queasy. Yes. Like being called into the headmaster's yes. office. You're going, what do I do? <laughs> anyway, and she just sat me down and said, um, I wondered if you'd been considering sending Max to um, to come and spend some time with us in the same way that you did with Harry. And I said, um, well, no, I hadn't. Um, and she asked me, she just said, why not? And I said, well, because he's got Down syndrome. I wouldn't have thought that it would be something that you'd be ha- comfortable with. And she said, absolutely, we are comfortable with it. Oh. You are part of our family here oh. and we take in the siblings of our children oh. who are already registered. They yes. get priority. Amen. And Max is welcome. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I almost fell off my chair. I bet. Um and that was a very, very happy experience. Oh. He just went off, you know, at the age of about 12 months and had a day a week away from me, which yes. would have done him the world. Yes, and, yes, yes. And he loved it and they loved him. And, oh. you know, really, what can you say? He's a baby and, okay, he was behind. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't crawling and he wasn't doing this, that and the other, but he did eat and sleep and play yeah, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. What and do you think that gave to you having that day? Um, yeah, that's a really good question. I think the best thing it gave me was that I still felt like I'd grown a horn. Like I felt yeah. so at, like I was the odd one out mm. because anyone else I knew who had children was producing normal, I say normal, and yeah. I'm, I'm making air quotes Yes, here. yes. Um, was producing children who didn't have disabilities mm. yep. apart from the people I'd met through early intervention. Yeah. So to have that acceptance from somebody of mm. just, no, this is just part of life, of course, you know, we, we treat you no differently now that you've had Max than we did when you had Harry, mm. was it was really, really comforting, I think. Yes. And, and it was a, a blissful moment because we had a lot of horrors after that with school. Yes. But um, that was just a really precious moment. And I, I, I wish there were more people who worked in, in early childhood and uh, education and so on and so forth who just felt the same way. And approached you. Yeah, yes. you and said we want him. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. No, it's a it was a really really precious gift that they gave us. Yeah. I must say. Tell yeah. us about school then. What was that like in the early days? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. Uh, he went off to. He started off doing a bit of a um, a preschool, and he went to a fabulous kindergarten union preschool mm. um, where he was fully integrated and and did really well there. Um, obviously, he was you know not making the same milestones as the other children. And we'd already decided he wouldn't start school until the year he turned six. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and he's an October ba- uh, baby. 
so that he was going to be a, at least a year older than yeah. everybody else. But he did start, when he started school, he had um, some sight words and he was, um, count, you know, he was counting and he was doing a lot of sort of yeah. appropriate stuff, hmm. I would say, for someone going into preschool. Uh, sorry, going into uh, kindergarten at school. Yep. But um, very soon, so we, this was when we'd moved. So by this time we'd moved out of Sydney and we were living up here on the um, far north coast. And the school we enrolled him in was really positive about him when we enrolled him and they wanted him to join and they got parents who were going to have children going into kindergarten at the same time to volunteer to come and help in the classroom if it was needed. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All sounded great until they employed a new kindergarten teacher who oh. said that she knew everything there was to know. Oh, wow. And didn't want any parent help. <gasps> and oh, the gosh. only parent she wanted in there was me. Oh. And that Max was only welcome in the classroom when I was there with him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, is no. she allowed to say that as just a teacher? Not just Apparently. a teacher, but, you know. Well, we we encountered a lot of Look, this was in a Catholic primary school. Yep. Having said that, when we started looking around at the public schools, we were offered part-time enrolment there as well. They yeah. said right. he can only come when he has an aide. Right. Yeah. Um, but essentially we we stayed with that school for just over a year and uh, Max deteriorated. He just went Aww. backwards. Um, oh. And, of course, there were other children in the classroom who were young boys. They were boisterous. They yeah. were naughty which yep. I would expect for any young boy yeah and Max was um copying yeah and being naughty but then he was the one getting who then didn't realize when it was time to yes. stop I suppose uh, yes. and he uh. would get into trouble uh. and then we decided that we needed a communications book between the um yes the classroom and me which quickly became a complaints book right of them just telling me everything he did wrong oh. And I just say, has he done anything? Is there anything positive? Can you tell me, did he, you know, did he sit down to eat his lunch? Is there anything nice you can say? It was never. It was always, oh. he didn't do this. He didn't do this. Oh, he didn't do this. Alex. So it was pretty grim. Um, there were one or two shining lights. His year six buddy was the most gorgeous oh, girl. Yeah. And she really looked after him. But um, by the time we decided to take him out of the school, it had become really un, really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and the principal was trying to stick up for him, but the parish priest wasn't having it. Oh, right. <clears throat> so um, that was I mean, was not the that it's that, their really. job to really look after all of the community and especially those that are a little bit more vulnerable. <laughs> but, um, I mean, things like that, I know we should be all philosophical about it, but it makes me wild. Yes. They've read the Bible. They've read Jesus say, <laughs> come unto me, you little children. Like, and then they're the ones going, oh, I don't really want them here. Oh, I know. And, and, you know, I think they've heard the expression, practice what you preach. Yes. I think they have. Kind of <laughs> I think they coined it. Oh. Um, anyway, there were many other ways that it could have been dealt with, but they chose that sort of adversarial, very unpleasant. It was all my fault. I was told that I'd set him up for failure. Oh, he wasn't what? ready for school oh. and, you know, so that was it. We decided, and, and we'd always wanted him to mainstream. And this is a really good learning experience for me. And I'm sort of speaking as a someone who's sort of gone through a lot now with my child. Um, for anyone who's perhaps in the same situation now that I was then, is that it took a lot for me to accept that you can't, None of our children are the same. No. And for me to imagine for a minute that I could just choose one school that was going to suit all four of my children yep. regardless yes. was 
Yeah, it suited me, but actually it doesn't suit. It didn't suit them. Yes. And it was not reasonable for me to assume that it would suit. But it's easy um, and oh, parenting is hard. Yes. So, <laughs> so sometimes nice other families get to choose ease. Why can't we? It's yeah. confronting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the biggest part of it, Mandy, is that it is really confronting. Yeah. And when you're a young mother mm. or or father or whatever dealing with this situation, and you've got to come to terms with the fact that this little person who is yours and whom you love unconditionally mm. <clears throat> is not going to be follow the same path as you had expected mm. and that, you know, the rest of your children are going to follow. Yeah. And at some point, I don't know when it was. For me, I think it was when Max was about eight, I suddenly realised that I stopped thinking about him being my son with Down syndrome. Yes. And I just realised that I was saying, oh, Max, yes. you know, I've got four children, uh, Harry, Max, Sam and Louis, and yep. I wasn't anymore thinking, oh, Max has Down syndrome yeah. or introducing him as my child who has Down syndrome. Yeah, I think seven it's and eight powerful, is an age. Yeah. Uh, it definitely was a time for me. I remember seven and I thought, right, this is our family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's it was a really... Big turning point for me yes. and, and a huge change and a shift in my way of thinking and, you know, having had, I'd sort of had this idea in my head of wanting my children to be, and air quotes again, successful, mm -hmm. yeah. but without really understanding what yep. that meant yeah, other yes. than my own very linear sort of middle class yes. perspective yes. of what a successful person Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And I, I had to totally change that yep. paradigm mm. because, of course, I want Max to be successful, but he's not going to succeed in the way that, uh, you know, that society describes a successful person largely yes. and in fact he already is one of the most successful people I know yes. he's productive <laughs> yep he's yes. happy he yeah. has positive relationships yes. yep. and he contributes yes. so much to society oh that yeah. um, that's huge that's all we want that's right yeah absolutely it's but actually again you it's know, nice because we get to wipe the slate clean and go oh none of that matters mm -hmm. This is what matters. Well, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think it was it's taught me a lot about myself. And I'm not, you know, yes, of course, it's because of Max. Um, and it's also because I'm, you know, as we get a bit older, yes. I think we get a, a much clearer perspective. Yeah. But just to have lost, I've just dropped all of that nonsense about who does the best at school, who yes. got the best mark in oh. this, who can run fast, oh. you know, Max can't run. Max cannot run. I need to get him one of those T-shirts, you know, the ones that say, I don't run. If you see me running, you should run too <laughs> because something is chasing me. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> oh. So, you know, but it doesn't matter. So no. he, he was rubbish at sports carnivals, but then he got into the um, – involved in a sort of – it wasn't a Special Olympics but a kind of a, a, a sister program with this fantastic woman who lives up here who said he really should be coming and joining us for this and excelled in all sorts of different things. Yeah, um, he's the only one of my children who's represented the state yes. in swimming. Yes. He came last by a country mile but Still. he went in to that 
butterfly. I might say it was butterfly as well. I still don't oh, know how anyone can swim that stream. Wow. <laughs> and he was he was apparently, I couldn't go. My husband went down to watch him. It was in Sydney. Um, and apparently he went out and decided that he was going to warm up on the pool deck and had <laughs> the entire stadium <laughs> in hysterics as he's doing push-ups, squats, you know. He's I know it. Slightly slightly buddha-shaped body you know he's getting ready and then he doesn't dive so everyone dived in off the blocks and max had a good look around and then just jumped <laughs> this big bear. it's a it's gift a it's just a oh. joy and oh. yeah beautiful team new south so, wales right well that uniform it's the best yes i've yep. never yeah. represented my state in no, anything i got nominated for victorian of the year and lost yeah that's right that's all we've got <laughs> <laughs> no you didn't you you were a runner-up if we go back to then you changed schools what was that like moving schools look uh, the biggest difficulty in that was that we moved from mainstream to a support unit and the biggest difficulty was me yeah um and I really struggled with the idea because I have this not because I think a support unit is a bad place for a child to be but it's not representative of society yeah so I felt I'm already making you know putting him into an environment where he's going to be treated like somebody who's different and then when he gets out of school people aren't going to treat him like that anymore Mm. he's going to have to you know fit in with the the broader community and I really had a lot of trouble with that but as it turned out it was the right place for him um largely because he got to make proper friends yes you know Yes. really make a connection with other people who yes. were his people. Yes. And they were able to, they were they were so flexible um, in their approach mm. with his teaching and yep. learning. So, yep. you know, they asked me what we wanted, what we thought would be an achievement for Max. And I remember saying to them, well, we, because I read, I'm a great, I love reading. And I said, I would really like Max to read for pleasure. Mm. Yep. And she said, well, okay. We'll put that down as a goal, but just she said it, it's. I'm not going to promise we'll achieve that because most people with Down syndrome will read for information rather yep. than pleasure. Right. Yeah, and um, and of course she was right. But Max does. I mean, when we go, I remember when you know all the boys were in their sort of late teens, and we'd go down to the beach, and they'd all take a book, and Max would go and get his book of whatever it was, um, Hannah Montana, and bring it to the beach. <laughs> And he would lie on the beach with Hannah Montana and he would, he would read. I mean, he's obviously not reading deeply and he's, uh, I say obviously, he's not reading deeply. He's not absorbing huge amounts of information that way. But he was doing what he enjoyed. And he was fitting in with his brothers. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I, you know, I love reading as well and I, books have saved my life, especially growing up. I could retreat into a fantasy. Yes. But. I know my boys, they like mm. factual things, right? Yes. So they and they mm. will read instruction manuals and they will read I'm like, where of course that's giving them pleasure. Yeah. Just because well, it's not yes. a, it's not a story. They still and they just know all these facts yes. that I know nothing about. <laughs> I mean, I can, you know, talk to you about Mrs. Bennett, but yes. I'm not very good with dinosaurs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so who's to say what pleasure is? 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's a change when you're, I mean, I have to acknowledge it myself. I love reading. I've been in a book club for 20 years. I have to accept that Molly was going to find reading difficult and that was something to, it was an adjustment. Yep, yep. Yeah, and it's 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 all these little adjustments that we make along the way. Yep. And and I have to say, girls, that I think this makes us better people. And yeah. all the bees who are listening in at the minute, that it does make us better people yes. because we have made those adjustments. Yes. We realise that it's not about what we want. I don't. It's not what I want my child to be. It's what my child yes. wants to be. And what yeah. a gift. And I have to stop Alex. and listen and yes. look and say, oh, okay actually this person has this talent that is something that I would never have considered and God knows where it came from, but how can we allow him to nurture that talent? Mm, that's right. Um, and that's for and all I children. And it, I, it should and be for all children, Don't yes. we wish our parents, um, I had great parents, but don't we yeah. wish they gave us that freedom too? And, I mean, I have deconstructed in therapy over over things about my childhood, which I wouldn't change, but I've had to deal with. But mm. if someone gives you the gift of going, oh, that's who you are and that's great. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Really beautiful. I know. And, you know, I think uh, Max's brothers have really benefited mm. from having Max, not just because they have that life experience of having this this person in their family who they, you know, they can see that, well, for a start, it gives them a much better uh, concept of the differences that there are in life. Yeah, and um, how but also that, yeah, 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 absolutely, how good they are, and that you know, it's it's absolutely fine for somebody to be quite different from you, but still be very much like you in so many ways that it yes. seems like mm. it's a this kind of almost a very strange. You know, you look at Max, and I, sometimes I look at Max and the way, when he's hanging out with his brothers, and they're so, they have such similar senses of humour. Yes. You know, and they're so alike. And then something will happen, and then you realise, of course, actually Max is quite different because yes. he's he's going to go off now, put his headphones on, and yes. dance at the bus stop. Yeah, awesome. And not care. Yeah. Um, and the others are going to go and but I don't know. Do they maybe wish that they, they could do. do that. They certainly wish they could dance like him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I agree. Yes. yes. But um, they've also really benefited from that, what we've learned about allowing them all to be themselves because, yes. you know, you're right, Kate. I think in my childhood it was expected that we would all um, work hard and do well at school. Yep. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter if that's not your thing. No. Um, I'm sorry, oh. girls. Come on. This is what we expect of you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pull your socks you know, up while you're a, at it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, whatever it is that you have, you think that you want for your children um, actually isn't always what they want no. for themselves. No, it's and really it's, true. It's, I think it's painful in a weird, not, I don't know if painful is the right word, confronting with all of our children to let them make their own life choices and to go, oh, I don't know if I would do that. But Mm. actually I want people to do that for me. I want people to stand back and go, oh, well, you know, you decide to do then that, Kate, and you'll work it out if that's the right thing or not. So it goes for all of our children. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How did you get through the teen years? What were they like? Ish. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for adolescents. <laughs> he was actually a very easy teen. Mm. I, had, I have to say, so was Harry, my eldest. And I actually made the fatal mistake of thinking it was because I was a good mother. Oh, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. It's that third child. <laughs> that third child, they are a different breed. <laughs> Some came along and I went, oh, shit, no, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I remember so, um, when um, num- when scholarship was about, and she was a very bright little, I don't like the word bright, mm. but just really smart with her words, right? And so mm. she was about 18 months and she completely destroyed my Christmas um, decorations, mm. which I love very much. And I came into the room and she was standing on the table and I said, what have you done? And she said, bad baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember thinking, no words because that's that's the truth and now what do I do and uh, it's been downhill ever since really my parenting skills (laughs) anyway they're all born different yeah they are well you think that's bad I remember um because Max has this really um really highly developed emotional intelligence and I swear to god he it feels like he's reading your mind sometimes yeah um, in fact, I've had a couple of people who are sort of into sort of Eastern culture who yep. told me that he's a sitter, ah. which apparently is somebody who mind who can tell what you're thinking. Ah. And he, he and I, and I'm not, I'm not a believer. I'm, I'm an atheist. I'm not religious at all. Yep. Um, having said that, I'm very respectful of people. Yes, to, yes. Of you course. can follow your own beliefs. Yes. but that's my belief. Yes, I don't believe in it. So I had this bad day with Max. And I can't remember how old he was, but it may be 10. And I remember I walked into the kitchen and I was standing at the kitchen sink. And I, in my head, I was thinking, Max, just just fuck off and leave me alone. <laughs> right? And I turned around and Max was standing behind me and he said, you know, tell me fuck off, Mum. <gasps> wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> I knew it. I swear I didn't say it out loud. I went, oh, I, I would never do that, darling. <laughs> Don't be silly. You know, tell me, fuck no, off. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know. I love it. Oh, oh Oh, yeah. Wow, that's incredible mm. because yeah. maybe your body language was more powerful than you knew. <laughs> 
clearly it was. <laughs> clearly it was. And I mean, maybe, maybe I said it under my breath, but he had, you know, he had grommets and ear problems. I don't think he could have heard it. No. <laughs> I just think he knew. I think he just knew what I was thinking. I really relate to that with Molly. She's highly empathetic in our house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's more yeah. in tune with my feelings than anybody else. I think right. maybe because she relies on it, you know, yeah. she's relying on where I'm at. I don't know. because more than the others. What do you think? I find like number one daughter is more like that. Yeah. Okay. Right? So I think that that's an amazing thing to be born with. I think yeah. it's a little bit of a burden because it's like Mandy's extremely empathetic and it means that she takes everyone's problems yes, on, true, right? True. So, um, but also it's so lovely when it's someone in your house who can just come and stand next to you and yes. you're like, yes, you see me right now. Mm. I don't know that I can yeah. say the same for Buzz and Woody. <laughs> <laughs> They're working on it. <laughs> They're working on it. I'll have to put that in the individual learning plan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Get us back to oh, the teenage years. Is yeah, there sorry. any words of wisdom you have for peas that, that are going through the teenage years? Oh, look, yeah, I think particularly I guess it depends on each child, but the one thing that I really struggled with with Max, and I I'm sure he wouldn't mind me talking about this, is that, you know, the, the sort of the awareness of sexuality yes. is quite challenging. And I think the if I had any advice for anyone, it would be just keep talking about it. Yeah. It doesn't it might feel weird and embarrassing, but particularly with a child who is uninhibited. Yes. So they will actually tell you far more than yes. you want to know about yes. what's going You're preaching on in to the their choir. life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just think, okay. But the more you can talk about it and the more you can um the more that the more that you're comfortable with saying things like, look, it's not okay. I mean, we had one occasion with Max where he we were out in a shopping centre and we couldn't find him. We didn't know where he'd gone. Um, so got a bit panicky. And then John found him. John, my husband, found him. He'd gone into the men's toilets, yep. but he'd taken all his clothes off. Mm. Yep. And that was scary. Mm. Yes, because, But then to be able to have that conversation and say, to yeah. him, you know, you don't, you, this isn't shameful. It's not embarrassing. Why did you do it? What were you thinking about? Why, yeah. you know, and then, okay, well, next time you have those thoughts, tell us and we can go home. Yes. And you, you know, we used to say to him all the time, you know, you can go to your room and shut the door and yes. just say, I want to be on my own. Yes. Which and is, that's what he ended up doing. Yes. But I actually think, <laughs> I think that I mean, maybe not taking your clothes off in the public toilet, but I think that that way of adolescence is much healthier because I think there's a lot of shame involved in typical adolescence. Yes. And mm. um, I can't talk about it because we won't talk about this sort of thing with, of about our children, but I find it incredibly freeing and powerful, right? And I just think the whole house changes their views on everything. Yes. You're like, wow, overnight. We're like, mm. you know, this is just part of life. It and, is. um, I I really like it and so I agree and I think everyone whose children are growing up, you should really talk to them really openly about their body changing and sexuality and because at, really if it's always talked about in your home, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is that, you know, 
it, it is if you weren't if we weren't sexual beings then we'd go extinct very quickly That's yes. true. So why there is any shame <laughs> yes. or sense of disgust about anything like that yes. i don't know i mean if someone you know we don't we don't mind talking about illnesses and things no. like that it's just a, a normal part of the cycle of life yep. you know i think it's tricky um, in the disability world though isn't it to talk about in parenting it's it's a well, tricky it's, topic but. i think you don't want to ever talk about anything that might be private. Yeah. Like so and of course as parents we never never will. Yeah. But I also think that you can give the advice that's it's right. okay to have open conversations exactly. in your home. Exactly. So that's what we're It's awesome. That's Alex. what we're saying. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to talk about. Yeah, it. I think so. I think just make sure that you don't no one needs to feel ashamed. No. We all do silly things. We all make mistakes. That's right. But if you can get to the bottom of why they did it, then it's much Maybe easier the to bottom. stop the behavior. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I was, I was going to say rude, but that would have been worse. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> if you can find the underlying cause of the behaviour. <laughs> oh, you know, the, yep. Anyway, it just no shame, you know. Yes. You find yes. out what's going on. Why did you do that? Okay, now I understand. Yes. So let's do it this way, not that way. Yes. Um, yes. Rather than that's disgusting. Don't do that. No, you know, no, whatever. Tell us about his dance troupe. I want to hear all about it. And when did that begin? Was that when he was still in high school or was it now he's out of school, he's an adult? Yeah, he started, look, Max started showing the signs of being a pretty awesome dancer very early on. And oh. um, he's just got the most incredible sense of rhythm. Oh. And he just moves. He's taught himself to dance by watching um, oh. videos, actually. Uh, and he can follow it. It's incredible. But um, I think he would have, he was, he would have been about 17 when I was just flicking through the paper. Actually, sorry, I'll go back a little bit. When he yep. was about 15, I did enroll him into some dance classes um, with a local teacher who said that she'd like to take him, you know, like to teach him. Yep. And it wasn't terribly successful. It wasn't a, a unsuccessful, but I think she was perhaps um, not familiar with dealing with people like Max. And mm. so there was a bit too much sort of rigidity yes. and expectation yep. about, yes. you know, outcomes and all that sort of thing. Um, and then a couple of years later, I just was flicking through the local paper and there was an ad saying, do, are you or do you know somebody who has a disability and loves to dance? Mm. If so, we're, you know, we want you kind of thing, uh, ring this number. So I rang and it was the woman who uh, started up, was, she was the brainchild behind Sprung, mm. which is the dance theatre company that Max is still with now. Oh, awesome. Um, he was the first person to join. Oh, oh wow. Um, <laughs> this, this lovely woman's daughter was the sort of driving, the, the fact that this woman had a daughter who now actually is Max's partner. They've been together for eight years, oh. I think, oh. seven years. Um, and she's also a very good dancer. She'd been dancing since she was quite little. Um, but she was finding it, her mum was finding it very hard to um to find a theatre company that would that sort of suited her. So she decided story. to start her own. Yeah, yep. yes, you do. Woman. Yep. She thought, I'll start it. Oh, and on top of that, this woman is also a, a paediatrician who works in an emergency department. Oh, my oh. gosh. So it wasn't like she had anything else to no. do. No, you've got to ask a busy working mum. <laughs> That's an extraordinary <laughs> pee, yep. that is. Yep, extraordinary <laughs> pee. Yeah. yeah. Super pee, yes. Yep. So, um, so Max joined and 
he has just the well the company has grown and it's just gone from strength to strength oh. to strength and max has just blossomed i can't oh. tell you it's just been the most incredible experience for all of us um, just to watch him um, and all of them. But, I mean, I'm talking about Max because he's my child. Of course. Um, he's so proud. The, honestly, they, he has just, he's now such a, 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 a polished, when I say polished, he's now so good at what he does and following the choreography and mm. so on and so forth. He's actually been booked by other companies to go and perform. Oh. Which is pretty impressive. It yeah. is. I mean, I'm a really good I mean, dancer and is... that's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you not doing the, uh, what is it called, the sprinkler? You're not doing the sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> I've moved on a little bit. That's from the musical. Frozen, frozen Peas and Musical, Kate will do the sprinkler. Yeah, yeah, when we, when we get the stage show up and running. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he goes, that's basically, he um, he divides his time now. So this is the other thing that I wanted to talk about is the post-school. Yes, I think please. it's something yes. that really... I know I was really worried yeah. when Max was in his last couple of years yes. at school. Yes, I thought, I'm what starting to get anxious. Him? Yep, yep. And there was no NDIS then mm, either. That's right. So he was going to leave school on um, a pathetic little amount of money yeah. or an even more pathetic little amount of money. Yes. And he ended up on the even more pathetic little mm. amount. amount. Um, so it was, it was quite a daunting experience. But what I dis- what we discovered, well, we were very lucky because we had the the sprung dance. We also discovered that Max is very good at um, pottery, ah. and he makes the most beautiful ceramics, which oh. he still does now, um, and he uh, which he sells actually. So he has these two. Um, oh, you'll have to give us the link. Yes, I will. He has these two jobs, if you like, that yes. he does. But I guess my point is that when you're looking at post-school options, I would definitely be looking at what it is that you think your child, I mean, this sounds really obvious, but rather than looking at what an organization, what an organization has to has to offer you're going to say what has my child got what has my child got to offer yep. what are they yes. good at and then find the place the, the disability service provider or whatever it is mm. that suits your child's needs. And, I mean, it can be exhausting and it can be confronting, mm. but at least now with the NDIS, I think there's a more flexibility and a little bit more, um, I think the par- the families are slightly more empowered than I they think were. So yes, too. I think so. And the service providers are changing and getting more, uh, what's the word, creative and interesting and having to come up with great ideas as well. Absolutely. And mm. and we don't, it doesn't have to be. There are, I mean, I still, I firmly believe that every person, doesn't matter how severe the disability that they live with, every person is, has a talent. They're good at something. Yes. It's got, they've got something to offer. So yes. we need to find, if we can't see it, that's not their fault. That's our fault. <laughs> we, mm. we have to find out what that is. Yes. And then go, okay, how are we going to make that? How are we going to allow you to get the benefit of that mm. and that's what um I mean I'm getting better at it as I get older and, yeah and ask, you know I get tougher yeah and just say to pick these organizations well no no that's not what he's coming here for you know yeah. I mean it doesn't happen for Max because Sprung is so 
has been literally built around offering integrated dance theatre. And the majority of the participants have disabilities. Yes. And they, um, all the programmes are individually, I mean, they're group programmes, but every individual who comes into them um, does so with their own goals. And they say, this is what I want to achieve. Okay, well, that's how we're going to make it work. Yes. No, it's all around music, theatre, dance, all that sort of thing. But um, that would be the first thing that I would be doing is be is to be looking at my child and saying what is it that they can do, and then find someone who's going to be the best for them. Yeah. Not, not how your child's going to fit into someone else's plan. Very no. interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is um, post school uh, out of home living options. Yes. Which is a really big one, and not. Still not great, no. I don't think. No. Um, I know when we started thinking about this for Max, he was hmm, 22 maybe. And I rang up a couple of organisations and was told that the waiting list was 20 years. Oh, oh great. Good. So that's really useful. Yes. Um, and that's like trying to get into up... Scotch College or whatever. You have to put their names down at birth. Or exactly. when you're pregnant. Or when you're pregnant. You're going to be living. <laughs> yeah. Who knows where you're going to be living? Oh. I mean, we were in Sydney when he yes. was little. Oh, no, it's garbage. So I couldn't say, oh, I know that I want something on the far north coast of New South Wales. No. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, but it's something that it's worth considering. And I know it seems like a, it seems like that's a long way off. But if no, I had not. my time over, mm. I probably would have started thinking about that when Max was younger. Yeah. Because right. the reality is, and I mean, there are obviously going to be young people who have disabilities who who won't be in a position to have that choice. But for most people who have disabilities that I know of, who Max knows, and are still living at home, and they're in their 20s, all they want to do is move out of yes. home because yes. that's what everyone else does. Yes. Yeah. And their siblings leave. I mean, and, I want to yeah. move out. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that's right. Well, okay. it's enormous. And I think what the NDIS wants is for every family to buy their child a home and then mm. have your support people Where come does in. That money but not come everybody from? can do that. Well, I would say 95% of people no, can't that's do right. that. And in any case, that actually isn't setting the child up for independence not properly because Mm. well I mean unless you're in a position to gift that house to your child then you're still the one who's going to be financially responsible you're going to be paying the mortgage blah 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 what happens if you die yeah and and the mortgage isn't paid off and all that sort of thing I mean it's just we just don't have I don't think at the moment and I can't see it changing under the current legislation you know the current government but I just don't think that as a, a society we can see that with the, the strength and the health of a society can only be measured by how well you look after the people who need it most yeah. mm-hmm. and all of these people if we put them at time money and effort in mm. when they're young mm. then you're saving so much at the end mm. because let's make them as independent as possible yes this then is what we talk about happy. at school mm. yeah yeah they're happy. They lead a productive life. Yep. <clears throat> they they have you know they have self esteem, and anyone who has self esteem and is happy and productive mm. is ultimately they're going to have more health. That they'll be healthier. They're mm. not going to suffer from isolation. They're not going to have mental health problems. They're not going to suffer from all these, you know, yeah. complex issues that many adults with disabilities 
go through, which is on top of the fact that they're dealing with a disability because mm. they don't get the same access to just to community and yeah. independence and all that sort of thing that is absolutely fundamentally their human right. Yes, it is their human right. How have you navigated it? Look, we're, we're very lucky, again, because of we did do what the NDIS wants mm. and we did buy a house that Max lives mm. in with two other um, tenants. Yes. Yeah. And yes. We, the, the rule is that they all have to have um, a disability. We want the, yes. the house to be for people who have disabilities. Yeah. So they, they almost cover the mortgage, not quite, but almost yes. with their rent. Yeah. Yes. Um, Max does have the capacity to lead a reasonably independent life. He does have a, you know, he has a lot of drop-in support, but yes. he'll go out, he can get, he gets the bus to go to dancing, he gets the bus to go to pottery. He can, yep. we chose a house in a town where he can walk to the cinema, yep. walk Perfect. to the shops, yep. all yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and that was really important. We had to set that up before we went away to live on the other side yes, of the world. Yes, I was going to say, when to did be you leave? Place. Well, yeah, I mean, that was five years ago. So we just got the house set up and because he didn't want to come. We thought that he might come uh. not to France because he wouldn't have been able to, he would have had a terrible time because of the language barrier. Mm. But he might. we thought he would go and live in England mm. um, because he has a, a British passport. Right. Yep. And I'd found a really good um, living option for him there. They have some great great options there the disability sector in the UK um but then he just said no I don't want to I I'm happy here this is my yeah, life yeah good so we, and good for him yep. absolutely he was oh, it was, yeah yeah so um he stayed and you know that was a another you know huge thing that Sprung did was they they kind of that became his second family yeah and it was just he had this group of people and they all looked out for him yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a happy ending, and a happy success story. And I mean, you know, I've had lots of people say to, I've had people say to me, I wouldn't say lots, how could you do it? You know, how mm. could you leave him? You're selfish and, oh. and all that sort of thing. Um, but another piece of advice <laughs> uh, for people who had um, children who have disabilities and therefore need them a bit more, I would say is, you also have needs. Yes. And you also have a right to want the same things that other people who mm. don't have those children with higher support needs. Mm. You, you, you do have the right to want those things. And I'm not suggesting that you you turn your back. I don't think most parents with no, children with disabilities are devoted. Yes, yes, they are. But I don't think that anyone should ever feel guilty about saying, do you know what, I just really want to do this and it might mean that I'm going to leave that child somewhere else for a little period of time so that I can go and do that thing oh, and it won't kill the child and it won't kill the relationship and it's hard yeah I know I always feel guilty when I go to a concert or whatever I'm like oh I should oh be. no but then I love no, it when mustn't. I'm there yes and then you come home a better mum yeah that's right yes. so yeah yeah, and you set and him up for success, Alex. So yes. then you could go. You'd done all that work. And you'd worked hard. Yeah. But I think the sad thing for me is a lot of people will work equally as hard but won't have the resources yes. to do that. And yes. so that's, that's why exactly as right. a P community and the world community and the Australian community, we need to be outraged. Yes. That Absolutely. The, um, our children or our friends are not offered a house. Mm. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And I often look at the people 
around Max who mm. don't have the same level of ad- advocacy because yep. they haven't either got the parents behind them or they haven't got you know yeah. somebody who happens to have the money that they can yes. do it yep. and that and they are just falling through the cracks and yep. it's so wrong so and wrong. it's all well and good for me to say oh hasn't you know Max has done well but there but for the grace of God it, it, it could have been very different for him yep. as well mm, that's true um and we just need to make sure it's not fair. It's no, not, it's we not don't fair. allow it. We complain about, about economic, economic discrimination uh-huh. among the, the non-disabled community. So let's start talking about it in the disabled community. Yes, they yes. should not be discriminated no. against just because they come from a, a lower socioeconomic background or because they don't have a parent who can advocate for them. I know. You can probably not, see that fair. in the pandemic as well, yeah. you know, which probably should highlight it even more. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, it's Alex. It's could, a poo bum. <laughs> is there anything that you want to tell the P tribe, the world that we've missed today? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I just think that we all have to. I'd not have to. I just want. I remind myself all the time that what I've got might not have been what I had anticipated. Mm. Um all those years ago but if I could go back and talk to my 27 year old self after Max was born and I cried yeah. and cried and I was desperate and I thought what's going to happen to this child mm. yep the one thing that I would say is don't worry about it so much yes <laughs> they are yes that it's going to be there will be dark days and mm. there were we had a lot of dark yes. days and there will be other people who have far darker days than I did yeah and and continue to but ultimately that child is a that person is going to be a marvelous and wonderful person and they will be part of your family and and they do have whatever it is they've got something to give we yes. just need to find it yes. like every baby does oh preach it yes. thank you yes. alex. oh alex that's my pleasure and oh. we we and love you and we wants... love that you've been supportive of us <laughs> yes oh well you and need you really it, my have God. When we were in the depths of lockdown angst, yeah. Oh, it's been awful for you guys. It's been really tough. Mm. But yep. um, well, and they're doing it in Sydney now. Uh, yes. Yep. And mm. I probably will have another one. Yeah, but you we you, we feel for yeah, the P families will. more than we anybody. Do. Yep. We, we do. Know oh God, the, yes. The stress. Yep. Yeah. 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 Thank you. We know. I mean, I say this to nearly every guest. You could have your own podcast. You've got so much wisdom and knowledge and kindness and we're just so grateful you could share that today and thank you for being a beautiful member of the P tribe thank you very much for having me and keep going that's all I can say yeah we will <laughs> we will <laughs> <laughs> and and anybody anyone who has a little one who is interested in um, anything to do with music, dancing, have a have a look at Sprung. We yes. do have some online classes as well, little Auslan signing choir. Brilliant. Gorgeous. Yeah. We will pop it in the show notes. We sure will. Sure. I'm going to have a look straight away. Thank yep. you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you. Bye. Oh, Alex. I just oh. love Alex. Not that I've ever met her. 
No, but, but I feel like we're friends. Well, yeah, and we've had lots. She's given us lots of beautiful speak parts. Yeah, you know? and sent us messages on yeah. Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, yeah there are just. I mean, we could listen to her for two hours. We honestly, could. there's so Come much on. wisdom. Yeah, right. And Go and find her. You know, like find sprung and yeah, yeah. Check out her photos on our Instagram and yeah, yeah. she's beautiful. And so is Max, even though we haven't met him. I she know. She sent some oh, really I funny wish. stories, like oh, the church yeah. story. And, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. Did anything make you cry, Mandy? Yes, I cried this week because my friend's dad died and oh, it's a- my beautiful friend Dana and she loved her dad so much yes. and it was in the lockdown. Yep. And um, I just thought it's just so unfair, so all the people unfair. dying in yep. lockdowns yep. and the 10 people at funerals or now the 50 or the, or you the, know. You don't even going, know. We when don't you even make the funeral, you don't no. know if it's going to change the next and day. And I've just been sad for her because I know how much she loved her dad. Yeah. His name was Barry and um, every time I met him it was you know, welcoming and friendly yeah. and people were writing on her Facebook page, you know, oh, everyone had a friend in him. He yeah. was one of those people and I, I just the feel. The world will miss him. Yeah, and I just feel sad for her. Yeah. And she's parenting three little kids and I, she's just like, I'm. it's just unbearable. It is unbearable. And I I just, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't get to her. No, um, no. You I can't know. help. Nope. And you can't even give someone you love a cuddle. No, so I COVID's cruel. I just sent her some chocolate. Yeah, that's what I could do. But um, yeah, you just feel so useless. You really do. When actually, that's the time where you need to go around and say, right, kids, you're coming to my house for a night. Yeah, and you take or three kids. I'm going to bath all the kids. Yeah, and so you that, go and yeah, yeah like, what like do I'll you feed want? them. I'll yep. get them all in their jammies. I'll pat them all to sleep. Yeah, nothing makes me happier than getting my friends' kids to sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at it, yes. and the kids always listen to me. <laughs> But that's something I can do and I yeah. can't do it and I, I yeah, it's, you just feel useless. Yeah, you really, really do. Yeah, yeah. So um, this would have already happened by the time this podcast comes out but I was, I wouldn't say I cried but I was sad that we couldn't do the podcast festival. Oh, so I cried <laughs> because about I feel that like too, Kate. we had the dream, we inceptioned it. <gasps> we and did. Now we, we manifested PodPodCon. We did. And we were actually invited. I know. I was really really looking forward to it and we'd booked two nights away and yes. oh, everyone was looking and forward to it. Booked- Annalise, Lorraine, like, yeah. oh, we were going to see, see all the other shows. Yes. I'm just sad. I know. I mean, you can still go see. There's still other shows that are going to be really awesome. I might be, um, I think, still going to Welcome to Patchwork and um, a few of the other ones. So if you go to any of them, you might bump into me. But the truth is, I don't even think it's going to go ahead. I know. This well, is the reason why we can't do it is because we've got tickets t- to fly, ha ha ha, somewhere <laughs> on a holiday in September, and I don't even know if that'll even happen. So I'm saying, okay, I'm letting you down. No, you're not on a pretend Gosh. holiday that probably won't happen. Yeah, but but if I you can't, can't go. I can't say to the podcast people, well, I might have a holiday. No. It was just such an awful time. But if you can't go away, then, then it's the not podcast festival is not going to happen. Yeah. So I know. I'm. But still, I feel disappointed. I don't know if, and block your ears, Sydney, but I don't know if Sydney people will be able to come to Melbourne by no, then anyway. I don't think so. And there was a lot of Sydney people yeah. coming down yeah, and our beautiful ACAST family. And yeah, so, I know. you know, it's just a loss and it's not it's, a huge loss, but no, I think on the back of us. It was on the back of the book. Losing yeah. the book launch. Yeah. The launch in Sydney. The launch in Sydney, all yeah. the live media instead of oh. doing it from our bedroom. Yeah. All of that, which I'm so grateful <laughs> for. And I know that people in lockdown will be like, whatever. But remember, we're in lockdown too. Yeah. And we're in and out of lockdown all the time. We're, right. we're lockdown yo-yos. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did anything make a difference in your well, life? Well, I don't know. If, have we 
we've talked about doing our um our Instagram uh, Facebook Live book launch. Have we? Yeah. Talked? Oh, we've already talked about. It. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Scrap that. Um. Lynn Masters in the Two Peas in a Podcast Hangout yep. is from Melbourne. Yes. She said, "Is there anybody in Sydney peas that need?" a gift or some help from us. So beautiful. And people were like, I don't normally say yes, but I need help. Yes. And then I just thought, wow, the The Pea Tribe. You know, we know know how tough this is. And I'm so proud of every Pea that A, put up their hand to say, I need help. Yep. And B, who have agreed to send help. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And whatever way that is. Yep. Because it's, lockdowns are tough and never ending rolling lockdowns. Oh. Yeah. It's really, really hard. So you think that it doesn't make a difference, but actually going to the letterbox and getting something, it oh, makes a difference. It does. I so mean, the time we've said it lots of times. We've got send donut send tour. Yeah. Yep. So if you know any P family, yep. even if you're in Sydney and, and you're doing okay, and you've got someone close by, send them something. Yeah. Yeah, remember the Ushies were out, you know, yes, and all my friends, sending, I put it on my personal Facebook, yep. we got so many of those blinking things. Yep. But just every day getting a little note that said we're thinking of you and here's our Ushies from Perth, from Queensland, from New South yep. Wales, it was really great. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Mandy and I also, I don't think we've mentioned on the podcast, but our beautiful podcast sister, um, Kirsty from The Art yes. of Decluttering. Sent us Bollinger, yes. like proper champagne. Yes, for the book launch. For the book launch because she knew that we were sad. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it's just really special, really, really, really special. special. And it cost her a lot of money yes. and she's in lockdown herself. Yes. And anyway. Shout out to her. She's a good soul. She's running her business. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. In amongst lockdowns yeah, and all and of her that. and her and uh, Amy used to be able to get together for their podcast. They haven't been able to for over a year. Yeah, that's right. You know? So tough. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so my um, other make a difference is I bought musk air freshener and it smells like musk sticks. I'm not joking. It smells like musk sticks. It's cat and dog friendly. I've also got like, I don't know, I bought six. Fairy floss, you gave me one. Yep, Yep. there's rose petal, there's something else, marshmallow. They're amazing. I think it's, I can't even remember the company. Mask. Mask is the company. And if you see that little ad come up on your Facebook, it's actually good. Yeah. Buy it. I love it. delicious. This is definitely not sponsored, as you can tell, but I really, really love it and it's made a big difference in my house. Well, especially when we're all home. There's a lot of smells. Yes. And the other thing. (laughs) There's a lot of aromas. A lot, as you would know, and everyone in lockdown. The other thing that made a difference was um, the other day I was on Facebook and The Shovel, which is a satirical newspaper, sort of like Batuta. It's by the Chaser people, I think. They put an article up and in the article they were describing someone who I think general consensus this person is a bit of a not a very nice person, but they use the word fuck. Oh, no. R word, Uh. right? Anyway, and I just thought, what do I do? So I just wrote... I thought it was quite nice and I just said to them, I'm a big-time fan of yours. You guys are so beautiful and brilliant with language and I think that you've got a better word than this. This uh, word really hurts and yes. you're in a diverse community and our community with an intellectual disability. Um, and so I just thought maybe you could use a different word, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, number one daughter's like, right, don't make any more comments, mum, because people, no, like 150 people <gasps> loved my comment. Right. All these people wrote underneath it saying, Thank you. I was going to say this. My child has an intellectual uh, disability. I find this hurtful. Yep. There was a couple of people who like questioned it and then other people went into yep. bat and people wrote the funniest things. <laughs> this guy was like, okay, Kate, what do you think about 
the C word ox. Do you think that's okay? <laughs> what about fuck knuckle? And like all these really funny yes, things. And I was like, way yes. better. And they're like, you can have them. You can have yeah. those words, right? So it was such a beautiful yes. thread. And then oh. I looked back at the article and the <gasps> word was gone. Well done, So they Kate. didn't message me or anything, but well they just done. changed it, oh. right? And they called him a fuckhead. Fine, yep, go for it. <laughs> Most so, people have a head. That's right. right? So yep. I just thought I didn't it's, get angry. Yeah, you called him in. Yeah, I did. And they, yeah. you know, of course they're not going to respond to me. Who am I? But And so many people backed oh, me up yeah. and there wasn't any fighting or anger yeah. and I just thought, you know what, the yep. world is a good place. We have to it remember that the place. world is a good place. So that made a big difference. So, yeah, well, I've, I just felt proud. Off the back of that, I did write one about what sport should be in the Brisbane Olympics and yes, I said... <laughs> So it should be the middle-aged women that have been in lockdown Melbourne that are homeschooling and working and cooking and cleaning. Yeah. And I got quite a number of you likes did. on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, I'm going to win gold. I said, no, you're not. No, You've no, only no. got two kids. I'm winning gold. And <laughs> it did make me laugh for ages. It did. I was like, okay, you get a gold medal, you, you get, get a gold, gold medal. <laughs> I it saw was someone some got a random bronze. page like Gold Coast it ABC. ABC. Yeah, yeah but it was like some place in Queensland. It wasn't yeah. even Melbourne ABC. I, know. Oh. I was like, how did Mandy see this? I don't I saw- know, but I just thought, you know what, take that. I don't care about what sport you want to include in 12 years' time. No. You know, because we'll win any day. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, we will. Okay, what made you laugh? All right, so what made me laugh is I probably haven't mentioned it, but Mandy and I wrote a book. Um, and... <laughs> My friend Tammy was reading it and she, like, sent me a screenshot and she's like, well, that one got through to the keeper or the spelling keeper. I still didn't even see what the word was. Anyway, I'm supposed to say tennis coach, but I've written tennis couch. So feel free to circle that. I just want you to get your pens out, put a line through it. And just write coach, okay? It's just like the year 12 exams when there's a mistake, okay? Just cross it off. But I was just crying, laughing, going... The tennis couch, that's me. I I sit on the couch and watch tennis and when I get up, (laughs) So I think it's it's a fair um, I think the tennis couch is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But it has made me laugh a lot that in the book I've said the tennis couch. So (laughs) I think that's about it. I think, like, we had a lot of editing. A lot. Yeah. I'm going to go back and look at my original and and see if I wrote Tennis Couch. or or if if they (laughs) stuffed it. But I'm too scared. I know. I was personally chuffed. Yeah. Because it wasn't me. it's you. Yeah. (laughs) Annalise spotted it a while ago and I thought, I'm not going to say it. Oh, you should have told me because I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what made me love is um, what's been so lovely is I've been working with quite a lot of peas. Yes. um, With older kids that have children with all sorts of disabilities. I'm not going to say this person's name, but they are a member of the tribe. And when we brought up the Zoom yesterday, she had a picture of her cat behind her and we could not stop laughing. (laughs) She's like, I can't believe, I don't know who put the the cat behind me. It was like (laughs) on her Zoom screen. screen. And then so we both, because it's like we know each other. Yeah, of course. Because we're in the P-Tribe. So we were just both... Killing ourselves laughing. And I was like, okay, it's all right. She's like, I don't know what to do, Matthew. I don't know how to take the cat down. And I was like, all right, you can go into video, click the little arrow, and then we got the cat off. And, oh, gee, it was just magic. And we laughed for ages. Her husband was really funny and they were just a joy in my day. And I just thought the P tribe, you know, and we're complicated people. And, And that's why I said... Probably was it in this episode or it was in Valerie's where I talked about sleep shame. Yes. I just don't want to have it anymore in our no, community. No. And so if that's the one legacy I leave from my work, it's that yep. I want our families to know that it 
however we get our kids to sleep like, is, is okay. okay. Yeah, right? absolutely. Heard it from me. No yep. one really cares about oh, my no, expertise. She's a sleep but, consultant. But this so is my yeah, job. Someone yeah. professional told you that. So yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah. take it, okay? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. take it. So. Anyway, that's what made me laugh. Catwoman. <laughs> I mean, Zoom been bringing the laughs for the whole oh, of the pandemic. It really has. I mean, really. The first potato. That oh. was the one. <laughs> the person stuck as a potato. <laughs> oh, the it's man amazing. is the cat, the yeah. judge, the lawyer. <laughs> and his eyes were going so. <laughs> They're never going to. I will always laugh at them. Oh, me too. Just oh, never just not laugh. The best, best, best. So, oh. anyway, Any- thank you for listening, Peas. Thank you. It's been a great few weeks of hearing from the wise Peas. It really has. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it and let us know on our pages what, yep. what you found. Yeah, send us speak pipes and yeah, we will make you snap Yeah, tell us about how you feel about the book. Tell us about your speak pipes about these episodes. We'll yep. be playing your them, lockdown. Okay? What's going on with your lockdown yep. or you're missing things, even if you aren't in lockdown, I know. You know, beautiful peas in Queensland can't get home to see yes, their pea grandparents right. and exactly. people in New Zealand we desperate to see the, people in the Australia. Peewees, yeah. yeah, you've yep. really, it's been very hard with yes. not seeing people we love. Yes. So, yep, let us know and we will play Rate them and let and the world hear. us everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay, see you, peas. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.